0: experts I tell you so much about my experience and how incredible the transformation has been Tammy said excellent service from design to completion our garage is now clean organized one of our best home improvements Uh, Sid saying, our garage looks so nice. We may start hosting our family parties in the garage now. And I've talked about how you can take your garage and transform it from, with Garage Experts, just a a standard garage, to an actual additional living space in your home. And that is to that point there um, where your garage like, we can host parties in here. It's nice looking. Uh, You know, it's, it's a centerpiece to the home. And the fact that that can be your garage, you think about, Whenever the realtor tells you, oh, or you do an estimate, your home is worth 120 dollars per square feet. And then you measure how many square feet your garage is and how wasted that all that money is, you know it just seems when you look at it that way, like such a wasted area, and Garage Experts can transform it to, um, you know, a part of your home that is just as impressive as any other room in your house. It's Garage Experts under Nick's endorsements at I'm uh, Gonna go ahead and jump to weather quick, like because we do have author of the week coming up, the biographer of Tucker Carlson. Sponsored by ABC Books on North Glenstone. First, the latest news update.
1: Good morning, everyone. I'm Color 10's Angela Luna. A shooting on I-44 North Springfield leaves one man dead. Officers say they are still investigating, but they believe that this was a road rage incident. Officers were called out after a car crash and a disturbance last night. While they were on the way, they got another report that someone had been shot. Once officers arrived, they found a male with gunshot wounds and the victim was pronounced dead on scene. As of right now, no names have been released. Police do have a suspect in custody. A Christian County man is arrested after officers say he shot and killed his own father. Chantry Hale of Sparta is charged with first-degree murder. When officers arrested Chantry, they found his father's debit card and driver's license and a gun. Christian County Sheriff Brad Cole tells Color 10 this could have been avoided if the courts had held Chantry longer for his previous offenses. An autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow as deputies continue to investigate. Tune in to Color 10 News at 5 and 6 for the latest. I'm Angela Luna.
0: The First Alert Forecast, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements, from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 83 today, 55 and clear tonight. Sunny the high of 85 tomorrow. Sarah Myers.
2: Thank you. Uh, yesterday, I posted a video on the Nick Reed Facebook page for Beatles Property Maintenance. I just celebrated my two-year anniversary of purchasing my home. And uh, like I've said before, I bought a fixer upper farmhouse. And so I've had a lot of repairs that needed to be addressed. And Beatles Property Maintenance has been great to work with. The Beatles team has done everything from carport repairs to vapor barrier install to new kitchen flooring and new lighting in my home. Uh, and they can can do much more than that as well so if you want to see some of the amazing work that the beatles property maintenance team has done on my home you can see that video on our facebook page at 1041 nick reed or if you are needing a home repair or maintenance give bruce and his team a call today beatles is spelled b-e-a-d-l-e-s and you can find all of their contact information under the sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com coming
0: up Author of the Week, sponsored by ABC Books on North Glenstone. Traffic update now, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Baby! Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. It's Thursday, which means it's time for Author of the Week, sponsored by ABC Books on North Glenstone. Uh, I want to welcome to the show Chadwick Moore, and he's got a book simply titled Tucker, as in Tucker Carlson. So many of you uh, are obviously very familiar with him. Now, Chadwick Moore is a New York Times bestselling author, journalist, contributing editor at The Spectator, and was a frequent guest on tucker carlson's show on fox news until it was taken off the air and i I want to start there once that show his show he was taken off air at fox that would seem like a natural organic place to start the idea of writing a book but this all planned out well ahead of that did it not tell us a little bit about the desire whose idea was this how did this all come to be the writing of the book tucker
3: yeah. Yeah. Great question. So we, we started, uh, this book, uh, early last spring, 2022. So about a year and a half ago. And, uh, you know, it was my publisher had reached out to me and said, we want to do a book on Tucker Carlson. We think he's, you know, the most important and influential voice in American politics. And, uh, you know, we want you to write it. Uh, and, you know, I was very honored and flattered that, that they, they wanted me to do that. And, you know, I was a regular guest on the show and, uh, uh, for basically the whole run of the show. So I had that connection with Tucker. and uh, But I wasn't sure if Tucker would be really into it. You know, I know that he doesn't really like that kind of attention. Uh, I knew there had been a lot of, um, you know, attempted profiles written about him in recent years that he declined to participate in, usually because it was probably t- coming from hostile media. Uh, so I called him up, and, um, you know, I hadn't at that point spent any personal time with him, really. Uh, but um, I called him up, and and he, you know, Thought, you know, he was into it and said he really liked my writing, and, and uh, he, he had been following my columns for a while. And so from there, we were off to the races, and he just totally you know, opened up his life to me and his world to me and, uh, and you know, trusted me to tell his story, never asked to read a word of the book, you know, never had any questions, never had any restrictions on me. Uh, and I got to spend a lot of time with him over the last year and got to know him, uh, his wife, his father, uh, his his team, uh, and really got to an inside look into his world. Uh,
0: you became a regular guest, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, you had, you had written a piece at one point, I guess this was during the Trump years, where you outed yourself as not being leftist media, is that correct?
3: <laughs> That's right. That was um, February 2017. So that was my first time on Tucker's show. Uh, I, I had a piece in the New York Post. Uh, coming out as conservative, I had um, uh, basically, you know, I, I, I'd been in liberal media for many years, liberal print media, and um, I got so fed up after the inauguration of Trump, uh, seeing, you know, everyone around me, all my colleagues, just totally Trump deranged and losing their minds and, and plenty of people at the magazines I worked for, you know, openly uh, doing this stuff on social media, which I thought was sort of unprofessional. And... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I just kind of thought to myself, um, you know, I don't really want, I'd, I'd always kept my politics to myself, believing that's what you're supposed to do, and, <laughs> stupidly so. And, um, you know, I thought to myself, you know, I just got to, I want to just say something. just I don't want anyone to think that I'm like these people just because of, you know, where I work and who I write for. And uh, uh, Tucker, that story kind of went viral and Tucker's team picked it up and uh, that was my, my first time on his show. Um, weirdly, I would then end up being on the last episode of the show, which was April 21st and the, the, which of course none of us knew was going to be the last episode.
0: Do we know to this day exactly why there were all sorts of rumors um, reports, anonymous sources some saying it was all part of the the lawsuit it was part of an agreement uh, others were saying it was because of what was getting ready to air do we have we ever? heard anything that was official or uh, credible as to why Fox News made the decision not, I I think it's accurate to say, to fire him, uh, to continue to have him on payroll under their control, but not on air.
3: Right. So he's still uh, getting a weekly paycheck. He's still an employee of Fox News, still under contract until December 2024, one month after the next presidential Mm -hmm. election is where his contract ends. And uh, Fox has still not given him. Uh, an official reason for uh, why they took a show off the air. Uh, The closest Fox has given to an official reason was they went to the New York Times and said it was about a private text message she sent one of his colleagues that was racist, according to them, which, of course, it it wasn't racist. Uh, And, uh, you know, to this day, we don't know. Now, you know, my sources had told me and I have no re- I have reasons to believe they would know what's going on, but uh, they had told me it was a part of the condition with the settlement with Dominion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominion has of course denied this. Fox has denied this. Uh, that news is actually even already out there before people told me that. I think what's clear though uh, now, especially with everything that's been going on, is that it was completely ideologically motivated. Whether it was uh, you know someone at Fox Brass or some other person with controlling interest in that company. Uh, because, you know, we see that they are uh, trying to keep him silent. They're happy to continue paying him uh, for him not to have a show and for him not to speak. He's very obviously limited and constrained in what he can do right now. And also one of the biggest tells, I think, is Fox did a purge of anyone of, you know, Tucker loyalists of the network. His entire production team was fired in one small swoop in July. That's uh, really uncommon for Fox and for cable news. You're you're hired to work on a show, uh, I'm sorry, you're hired to work for the network, not on a show. And if your show gets taken off the air, you'd get moved around to another show. This was the highest performing team of producers in cable news history. And uh, they were very close. Uh, Tucker and his team were super close. Uh, there was a lot of loyalty. Uh, they were very trusting of one another, uh, no backstabbing. And now um, most, if not all of those people have have rejoined their former boss, which I believe he's paying them out of his pocket at the moment. Um, so that's, uh, that's sort of what we know. Um, uh, you know, there are plenty of people at Fox who, and plenty of powerful people who really didn't like the things he was reporting on. Um, and, you know, particularly his stance on Ukraine, uh, his investigation into January 6th, um, big pharma, uh, criticism of ESG, you know, any number one of those things were, were, would probably have been upsetting a lot of very powerful rich and well-connected
0: people we're talking with our author of the week the book is tucker a biography of tucker carlson chadwick moore with us i don't know if, if how this gets uh, divided up but you know i think a lot of people agree it was for ideological reasons that uh, they did not like the things that tucker was reporting on but at the same time there still is, to a degree, a difference between what you will see Fox News report versus the other networks. They, they still will pay coverage or you know, have coverage of things regarding Hunter Biden in a more, I, I would say, objective uh, approach than the main networks do. And they still have people like Greg Gutfeld and Jesse Waters and some that certainly aren't leftist. So what what was it about Tucker, do you think— that set him aside from those individuals, even if that makes sense. Like, why, given that they seem to be okay with some deviation from the norm, if you will, compared to other networks, but for whatever reason, Tucker Carlson was just too much? Is that what it was?
3: Well, I think that the, the, the president of the, United, as Tucker said to me, the president of the United States is uh, a very big job and there's a lot of people who will go to great lengths to control who gets that job. Uh, so you know, if you look at Fox as being a sort of sort of conservative news mm-hmm. network, and, and certainly they do go against what the rest of mainstream media does in, in many respects, the the heads of Fox don't like Trump. They never have. They didn't in 2016. They still don't today. Uh, I think that Tucker was. I mean, he was the highest rated cable news host in history, and he, as as one uh, as one liberal uh, uh, PBS reporter called him, which I think was meant as an insult, uh, called him the high priest of Trumpism, which I I quoted in the book. Uh, But, you know, Tucker was always someone who didn't really sniff the throne of Donald Trump, but he certainly was very interested in um, the things that Trump represented and what he was all about, you know, particularly, you know, exposing this uniparty and the corruption in in Washington and and media and in media. So I think that, that he's, you know, Sure, you can have Jesse Waters and Greg Gutfeld and people who are, are have that kind of similar, uh, I guess, uh, charisma. Nothing near Tucker's. But, you know, they're funny. Right. They can poke fun at the left. But Tucker really had a connection with his audience but, like it. no one else,
0: you know? Yeah. A lot of folks who listen to this show, they're familiar with. Tucker Carlson, as being on Fox News, not really knowing perhaps much about his career before that. And it seems, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but my uh, impression, at least being aware of him prior to Fox News, was that he was more of the safe uh, opposing view. You know, okay, well, here's the official Republican perspective with Tucker Carlson. And it, it seems as if perhaps he evolved over time. He became less about that and more just about the story and the truth. Is that an accurate understanding of an evolution of him? And if so, what caused that?
3: Well, I think he was, he always kind of had this persona of like the kind of frat boy bow tie wearing Mm. boarding school kid, you know, uh, kind of a, and also kind of a, uh, you know, somebody likes to poke the bear and agitate people. I don't think that characterization is necessarily true only in the respect that, even when I was looking at his stuff back in the CNN days on crossfire, he was always someone that really disliked people who just towed the party line. Mm -hmm. That being said, he admits when he did that, you know, he used to one of his biggest, I would say the two biggest shifts, uh, ideologically that have happened to him first was the Iraq war. And that occurred when he went to Iraq in 2003 to report for Esquire about what was happening there. And that, you know, he was before that a big champion of, of the war, um, after that, he, he was his, that was his first big break from Beltway conservatism and neoconservatism. He said that he realized that the neoconservatives were just liberals with guns. Uh, that was when he first really began to break away from the Belt, Beltway mindset. I think secondly, was more recent in the last few years where he's um, become far less interested in politics per se. He's far more interested in um, bigger questions of spirituality, of family, of morality, of beauty. And he sees those things as informing politics, but he's certainly not one for point scoring nowadays. He, he's And when you sit down and talk to him, and I spent so much time speaking with him, those are the things that we talked about. Uh, you know, it wasn't like Trump versus DeSantis. It was, mm-hmm. you know, bigger questions of morality and family and spirituality. Uh, and I think that's that's kind of been his latest
0: evolution. We're talking with our author of the week, Chadwick Moore, The Uh, His new book, Tucker, a biography of Tucker Carlson, people who um, particularly when it comes to television personalities, that person that they see, the Tucker Carlson they see on television is sort of a representation of who they are all the time. So because Tucker's talking about um, politics uh, and he's interested in getting to the truth, that must be him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I don't know if you saw. There was a video some time ago where Tucker Carlson, I think it was fishing in Central Park or something, and somebody came up and they were, they were filming him thinking he was doing something illegal. And the exchange that Tucker Carlson had with him, I think, was for a lot of people enlightening because they were like, oh, wait a minute, this is just a guy. He's not somebody that is constantly in a suit and is always interested uh, with what's, you know, he, or he, he wants 24 hours a day to be conversations about politics. He's, he's this this normal guy that seemingly is warm and, and uh, easy to talk to. Do you find that there is a disconnect between people who think Tucker Carlson is constantly the guy on television versus who he really is?
3: Yeah, he's, uh, you know, th- those, uh, those monologues he was so famous for, mm-hmm. those A-block scripts, that's all him. He writes that all himself. You know, he's firstly a writer. He comes from the world of print. He kind of stumbled into television. So, you know, anything you want to know what he truly believes politically, it's all out there. You know, that's totally him, his show and, and, and those, those monologues. But he's you're certainly right. He's someone that, that certainly does not can, – can talk about things other than politics. In fact, he, he does not talk about politics 24 hours a day. You know, his greatest – loves in his life aside from his wife and his family are dogs and fishing and hunting uh and you know the woods of new england where he lives uh you know and those are the things that that he you know it's more central to him than you know what's happening in washington i think that he just came from this world and he where he was um even kind of like donald trump himself who was a part of the donor class tucker was a part of this this elite washington world and he has seen over the years how inc- incredibly corrupt they are and how they're, they're, you know, cannibalizing the rest of this country. And I think that he uh, hates that. I think it drives him crazy. I think he wants to expose that and does a great job of it as, as someone who knows that world so well. But at the end of the day, you know, he wants to be, you know, fly fishing with his spaniels uh, and wants to be connecting with people. Uh, and, you know, you, Hanging out with him, going to restaurants with him, whatever. He just loves to talk to everyone about anything. You know, loves to talk to the waiters, loves to talk to anyone in, in his vicinity. Uh, and I think that video, I know the one you're talking about is a pretty good characterization of who he is.
0: You reached I Abby. Mean, you spent, I can't even begin to imagine how many hours doing research, which of course uh, is a, a lot of interviews with people who have worked with, known Tucker Carlson. Were folks eager to go on the record uh, with their thoughts about Tucker?
3: That's <laughs> a great question. You know, the, the hardest part of this book because Tucker's kind of a, a dream subject for a biographer because he's so
0: entertaining. And,
3: mm. you know, he are so open to me. The hardest part of this book was getting uh, people who used to work with him to talk to even especially liberals, even a lot of conservatives. Um, you know, a lot of people from his CNN days, uh, people like Bill Kristol, who used to uh, Tucker used to write for him at the Weekly Standard. Kristol Cr- used to praise his work up and down, blurbed his books, you know, this guy is so great. He doesn't let either side get away with anything. Uh, you know, people like that, <laughs> after many, many requests to inter- for an interview, would not respond mm. to me. Uh, you know, they, they're still, which speaks, I think, to this bizarre stigma that people don't want to be associated with him. Even people who are still privately friends with him uh, don't want that out there. Uh, you know, I think it speaks to the spinelessness of many people in media, but also to how, uh, how, how polarizing he is. And it's, it's strange when you get to know him and and when you read this book, if if you read this book, to see what a normal, nice, likable, intelligent guy he is, but still he's been demonized so much, so effectively by certain forces in our society.
0: Uh, final question: Our author of the week, Chadwick Moore, his new book, Tucker, which is a biography of Tucker Carlson. Uh, he's obviously utilizing Twitter. Uh, X now to talk with people to communicate with people. Um, this is largely seen as a way to continue to uh, inform people while not being in any sort of violation with his Fox contract. Uh, there are, there's all sorts of speculation about what it is that he plans on doing after that expires. Any further evidence of what he may be looking to do?
3: Well, I know that he, you know, he's he's had. Many offers, uh, but I know he wants to be his own boss now. I don't think he's going to go to another network. Uh, I think he's—you know—he's 54 now. Uh, he's been now let go from all three major cable news uh, <laughs> networks, and uh, you know the reports have had it that they're fundraising for uh, Tucker to start his own media company, his own venture. Um, Tucker's executive producer Justin Wells told me a couple weeks ago that you know when that's allowed to happen, people can expect to see more Tucker than they ever did on Fox News. Um, but again, you're right. They're constrained with what they're able to do. Um, Twitter is the home for the moment, from what I understand. I haven't seen his contract, but from what I understand is that Fox failed to include Twitter in their non-compete, which is why he's able to do that. Uh, but he's not making any money off Twitter, not getting paid by Elon Musk. Um, so they're trying to get out of that contract. They're eager to get started on their next thing. Uh, but until then, you know, Twitter X is their is their home for the moment.
0: Chadwick Moore, Author of the Week, thank you so much for being with us this morning. The book Tucker, which you can get along with all of our past Author of the Week books and many more, of course, at ABC Books on North Glenstone. And that biography is titled Tucker, Chadwick Moore, Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey, if you want a great home loan, you want Iwantagreathomeloan.com. That should be step one if you're even thinking about buying a home. Um, you want to get that pre-approval done because if you go in, it's a Sunday between 2 and 4, you do an open house. And you know, you're not even really planning on, on buying the home. You're just curious about it. But hey, your wife is like, oh my gosh, I want this house. And uh, you put in an offer and uh, you say, oh, I'll just on Monday get in touch with uh, the lending. Don't worry, I got a good credit score. I know I'm going to be good for it. But somebody else, they also make an offer and they're like, oh, I already here's my letter. I've been approved. Uh, You're going to miss out. So make that your first step. I want a great home loan dot com because you do. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work from the color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunny 83 today, clear tonight, low of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 85. There's a, um, there are more op-eds being written, news stories written around op-eds regarding whether or not Donald Trump can be kept off the 2024 ballot. USA Today had a story on this. Um, There was some talk about the New Hampshire uh, Secretary of State, I think it was, who's a Republican, talking about getting legal guidance as to whether or not Trump can be kept off off there. And I, I think we all understand now that this is just about dictating to people whom it is they get to choose for president. Uh, the uh, the the attempt to imprison political opposition. And as a backup, should that not work, just make it impossible for that candidate to even be on the ballot. Now, what they're trying to do is utilize this component to the Constitution that was meant for individuals that were um part of the Confederacy and, and, and really to make sure that there wasn't another civil war referencing those who had, um, been involved in the, the overthrowing of the government insurrection. We keep hearing this term insurrection over and over again, but one of the aspects of what's been called a very compelling argument this is very compelling is the fact that trump has never even been charged with insurrection so the the part of the constitution section three of the 14th amendment which says no one engaged in insurrection of rebellion trump's never even been charged with those things of all the things you know, they keep, they, they go on and on about insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. Trump should be in prison because he incited an insurrection. Not a of the of the 100 plus charges that have been levied at Trump to try and imprison him. You know what isn't one of them? Insurrection. there the american people need to understand what this isn't about and i understand because of the way that it is viewed particularly by those who are trying to imprison political opposition this is about keeping trump off the ballot right this is this is how it is worded and you know i I think it's fair to say that that is the simplistic way to put it to communicate what's going on here keeping trump off the ballot But what this actually is about is preventing the American people from voting for a person that they support. What is ironic about this entire approach from the left and some establishment Republicans is all based off their idea that Trump is somehow a danger to, quote, democracy, right? Yet here they are trying to prevent American people from voting for somebody that clearly, at least half, maybe more of Americans want to vote for for the presidency at this given time. I mean, if you look at the polling, the latest polling that's been done, general election, Trump is beating Biden. Some it's within a margin of error, some it's a little outside. So that that's the... That's the real story here. That's the real problem here. This isn't about keeping a man off the ballot. This is about preventing the American people from picking the person that they want to be president of the United States, potentially, or at least weighing in and supporting that person in some states. Uh, Now, the Secretary of State, again, who's a Republican in New Hampshire, has backed off of this saying, oh, no, no, uh, actually, uh, we're not going to keep him off the ballot. But what you're talking about is preventing, particularly when you have some of these Republican primaries in some states, if, if Trump is the overwhelming favorite, just flat out telling Republicans, we're not going to let you choose. We get to choose your candidate for you, or we will choose amongst the people that you get to choose, which is particularly egregious when you are talking about some of these states that talk about doing this that have secretary of states that are Democrats, because then you have a Democrat that is telling Republican voters, I'm going to tell you which of the candidates you get to choose from. So we've got to understand the significance of this. It isn't about one person. It is not about just an attempt to keep Trump off the ballot. It is about telling the American people whom it is that they are going to let you choose. And it, and it cannot get lost on us, the irony, that the people who are ultimately weighing the idea of throwing out the democratic process of people choosing whom they want to be president, now they'll say, well, that's not what we're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. Because they are saying, you get to choose as long as it's amongst people that we choose ahead of time and we allow you to choose. You, you can... You know, that's not freedom and that's not democracy for government and the people in charge to say, well, you get to choose, but only if we approve of your, of wh- whom you choose, right? And so the people who claim that Trump is a danger to democracy, that if Trump is president again, we'll never have free and fair elections, are the people who are trying to deny you that very thing. So anytime you see an editorial or you hear any elected official or any commentator, regardless of their political party, talking about denying Trump the ability to be on the ballot, what you have to understand is what they're actually talking about is denying you the right to vote for whom you choose. Or the right to vote for whom you choose. Springfield's Talk 1041, i I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The cut, the star shine for you Sarah Meyer Thank everyone. you. Well, You're I would welcome. love Oh, hey news flash for those people that didn't know or didn't take entry level uh, astronomy or yeah, astronomy. Uh, a blue moon's not actually blue. Well,
2: I know. I've been seeing this all over. Yeah, I know.
0: People are like I thought it was going to be blue. No, that's not. That.
2: <laughs> did it's you not, did you see it last night? No. I was in bed like 7.30. I know.
0: I, yeah, me too. That is like, the cons eh, of working very yeah. early in And the I morning. did. I thought I could get up. And then, uh, and, yeah. I know. Well, I'm it's, just... uh, it's going to be another 14 years. I know.
2: Well, so I posted photos. I don't know if you saw this. A couple weeks ago of the Starlink train. Have you ever saw this before?
0: Oh, well, I mean, I know about uh, Elon Musk's Starlink, uh-huh, the, yeah. tra- so, the, the chain of satellites. Yeah,
2: i never too. seen it before. So I posted photos and somebody's like, that's been happening for like a year. And I'm like, well, yeah, I but go to still, bed at like yeah. seven. I'd never seen it before. I mean, before. still,
0: it's kind of cool, I-, I think, to see something. Yeah, like- it, was, well, it's it, was, like, it was cool. It, to me, it is no different than... Um, going to the Grand Canyon and posting pictures of it right yeah it's been there for a really long time and <laughs> yeah. everyone knows it's there and lots of other people have posted pictures but I've not been there before and it's an impressive thing to see and so right. I'm going to post pictures and so when people post you know something like that like Starlink and people are like well that's bad that's old news like, but still it's a neat thing to see and that's why people take pictures and post things like that
2: that's right Okay, change subject here. I would like to read a review for my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Zach wrote, Josh was phenomenal. Uh, He came out inspected my roof and was honest with his opinion and even gave great advice. Nothing was forced and no scare tactics were used. Very knowledgeable. Highly recommend. And I know that I had that same experience when Josh came out to do the roof on my house. Whenever I first purchased my home two years ago, I knew that I had that worst case scenario when it came to my roof. I needed the whole nine yards, new decking, new shingles, new gutters, new vents, all of that. And I needed it not only for my home. I also have a a detached garage that was having some issues and a cellar as well. And Josh, he was just very upfront and honest, like we are going to get this taken care of. Don't worry about it. And from start to finish, the whole project took just a couple of days and I couldn't be happier with the results from the Pyramid Roofing Company. So if you are out there, if you are looking for a great roofing company, highly recommend my friends, over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. You can give them a call today and you can find that phone number, plus all their other contact information. It's going to be housed under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com.
0: A Daily Caller has a story about a Missouri Republican launching a bid to enshrine abortion exceptions in the state constitution. Now, first and foremost, once again, we're talking about something that does not belong in the constitution, arguably, but that aside. The piece is about a former GOP political operative by the name of Jamie Corley. It's a gal who worked for three Republican politicians in Congress. I don't know which ones. I didn't look up her background because that's not really relevant to this particular subject matter. But she has filed six petitions to create exceptions to Missouri's abortion law according to the Missouri Independent. So here we have somebody that is... Evidently, a Republican worked for members of—and Repo- and trying to essentially um, put in the Constitution the ability in some circumstances to have abortions. Uh, it seems like a sort of classic thing that the Republican Party would do. You know, these—it never, of course, goes the other way. You don't hear about Democrats that are trying to enshrine in the Constitution banning some abortions. No, no, no. But in Missouri— a Republican trying to enshrine into the Constitution exceptions to where you can get abortions. Okay. Now, a couple of things here going into the discussion. One, I get, I, I hate that this is even thing that we, in this day and age, with what we know about science, what we know about human life, that we are still, to me, it, it shows how depraved we are as a human culture, that this is something that we're still even talking about, whether or not you should be allowed to just kill people for convenience sake. I, that, to me, that is amazing. Arguably, it is even worse than the slavery conflict, because at least... With with the you know the horrors of slavery, there was I mean slaves at least had the chance to escape, and there was always that hope that it would be banned, and eventually it was. When a baby is aborted, the baby it dies. Although there are many who survive. In fact, we had one of those survivors, Melissa Odin, on uh, the show a couple weeks ago, and she was the I guess it was last week and she was a keynote speaker at the VTA Foundation event last Friday. There are tens of thousands, by the way, of human beings walking around today that survived the attempt to kill them through abortion. As an issue itself, I'm I'm very black and white on this stuff. Um I you know, and the arguments about well, it's for the states to decide. We kind of went through that with slavery. Wasn't a good argument then. The argument that well, they you know they don't really count as people; they're property. Who are you to tell me what to do? Hands off my property! And and then you know again, well, the states should decide because of uh, uh, states' rights and so forth. No, no. All that aside. I also recognize the realities of the fact that we live in a society, unfortunately, in which there is a very significant portion of the population that not only is fine with it, but feels it's virtuous to kill unborn children. As a human being, I don't understand that, don't comprehend it, but I do understand that there are people who feel, but I mean, since the beginning of time. There have been people who felt you should be able to own other people, people who felt that certain segments of the population don't have the right to live, so they're killed and you know that's we're, we're really no different than other point in humanity. You would just think that we would have, have evolved, we have not. So but so I'm I'm aware of all these things. The current Missouri abortion law permits abortions for medical emergencies. The This former GOP political operative, Jamie Corley, has to collect over 170,000 signatures before May 2024 to have her constitutional amendment placed on the ballot, according to a press release. Now, what this would do is she says to the Daily Caller, it's going to take a novel approach to change the status quo here. So that's what we're doing, building a broad coalition of Missourians, this is left-wing talk, of course, uh, who think the current abortion law is extreme dangerous and needs to be changed. Now, again, I don't think being against killing other human beings is extreme or dangerous, but that's a different in perspective as from one human being to another. There is one aspect of this, and I'm just telling you the realities of this, A lot of people, of course, they are, even people who are in the pro-life column, they will take the position of, well, if the if the human being is the result of a rape, then they're legit to kill, or if the human being is the result of incest, then they're legit to kill. I, I recognize that there's a very significant portion of the population that feels that way. What evidently, though, is part of this is the health and safety of the mother. That this would, in the Constitution, allow for abortion for the health or safety of the mother. You might as well. If you're going to do that, for all practical purposes, just say all abortions are legal. Because all it takes, when you're talking about health, not physical, but just overall health, mental health, anyone that wants to is going to be able to get an abortion. And so here you have masquerading as some sort of Republican conservative, bring everyone together again. I don't know this person individually. I have no idea the background of this person. But this attempt, if successful, will put abortion on demand on the Constitution. Maybe not in name, but anyone who doubts that, look at what is happening and what has been happening in this state when it comes to the brutal and inhumane mutilation of young children, all in the name of what? Mental health. Mental health, mental health, mental health. You have people that frankly are psychopaths that are destroying the lives of young children because all they have to do with their special degree is say, oh, it's for their mental health. If we have sex change operations on demand for small children happening in the state of the Missouri in the state of Missouri all in the name of for their mental health what do you think that's going to mean for abortion if it is in the constitution as allowed if it is for the quote health of the mother which will include mental health Springfield's Talk 1041 I'm Nick Reed You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Speaking of the abortion issue. It's a real easy way to get at least a sense when you've got opposing perspectives on on any sort of issue. The side that wants you to have as much information about the issue as possible is most likely telling the truth. The side who wants to hide, obscure and mislead you about what's going on most likely is lying. And when it comes to the abortion issue, the liars are on the pro-abortion side. It's just the way it is. I mentioned the Vitae Foundation earlier and Melissa Ogden, who is a survivor of uh, abortion, um, not as the mother, but as, as the child. She referenced uh, the fact that during the Republican debate, Ron DeSantis mentioned um, a woman by the name of Miriam Penny Hopper, whom Melissa knows. And referenced the fact that she had survived the abortion and, and referenced her story. And you had people in the media that just, one, for example, Fox News has a story on this. Uh, Jill uh, Falopovic, a liberal journalist, said, quote, I understand that politicians lie, but DeSantis' has story about Penny, a woman, he says, survived multiple abortion attempts and was rescued from a pan by her grandparents. is just such a bizarre and impossible story. It's stunning that any human being is that gullible. These things happen frequently. It is not uncommon. And what you have here with this particular journal, this is one of two things. Either she is doing what the pro-abortion people want to, and that is lie about the issue. Or she is so uninformed about the issue herself, she can't even begin to fathom something that that horrific actually happens in this country. It happens all the time. They don't want you to know about it. The same reason that even though the German socialist under Hitler felt righteous in their cause, didn't exactly advertise what was going on in the camps because they knew that if the outside world knew what they were doing, they might be in some trouble. And it's the same reason they lie about what goes on in these abortion clinics. It's the same reason they lie about what the the number of individuals who end up surviving abortions or who at times even more horrifically are left alive and then to die without medical care because the abortion was botched. The side that lies, the side that hides information, that's not the side generally you should be on. Glenn Beck's coming up next. Talk to you tomorrow.